Hello, and welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode number 74. Hey there, I am so glad that you're back to join me for another episode. Right now, I know if you're listening at the time of this recording, you are probably going through a lot dealing with the current pandemic of the coronavirus or COVID-19. And mom, I just want to let you know I am here for you and I totally get it. Life is definitely different. We are feeling a lot of feelings, and that's why I brought on Rachel. Rachel is a clinical social worker, life coach, and a trauma-sensitive yoga teacher. And she's going to help us today with dealing with this uncertainty and stress that we are feeling during this crazy time right now. So mom, I want to let you know that I really do want to support you during this time and make sure that you have what you need. So that's why I brought on Rachel to help give us some guidance as well as some practical tips that we can implement in our lives to make it just a little bit better. But before we jump into this episode, I wanted to make sure that we do my favorite part of the podcast and that's the mommy wins. So let's check out this week's mommy win. Hi, my name is Taylor Rain. My Instagram handle is I am Taylor Rain and my YouTube channel is Taylor Rain as well. I share mommy information and my journey. My mommy win is celebrating nine months of exclusively pumping for my breastfed baby boy. Taylor, that is awesome. And thank you so much for sharing your mommy win. Now, if you're listening and you want to be featured on a podcast, all you have to do is go over to Instagram, follow me at Real Happy Mom, then go to the DMs and there is a microphone button on the lower right hand side. Press and hold that button. Tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do and your win for the week. Simple as that. And then you can be featured on the Real Happy Mom podcast. Now that we have that out of the way, let's jump into this week's episode. All right, Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to have you on just because I know that you are going to help us out quite a bit. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Rachel, we talked in a previous episode, which is going to come out later, but for anyone that doesn't know you, I just want you to just briefly tell us a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, I'm a licensed clinical social worker and yoga teacher. I live and work in Connecticut, and um, I work with women with anxiety. So uh, a lot of my people are feeling some feelings right now, that's for sure. Absolutely. And we are definitely feeling it too, especially with this recent pandemic with the coronavirus. I know that a lot of us are a little stressed out, a little Mm -hmm. uneasy, and um, just feeling this uncertainty. So I just wanted you to start by just talking about just these thoughts and feelings that we're having and how we're able to manage them so that we don't lose our peace or our sanity. Yeah. And that's really important because a lot of us, especially because we're all moms here, is we have to support a lot of people right now, but not lose track of what we need as well. And so what I've noticed, and I've actually seen a lot of articles on this recently, is that we're all kind of going through a grieving process. And I totally called it, I would like to take credit for calling that a little early before Harvard Business Review uh, revealed the same thing, but that we are mourning for our former lives. Even if things are really hard right now, right? Even if they were hard before, we still miss the like regularity of what life was like. And we had a little bit more freedom. Maybe we had some more money coming in. 
we were able to leave our house. We had a lot more agency and control over our, our lives and the decisions we made within it. And they were taken away pretty quickly to, for a lot of people. And so it just, I hope that can be validating to anybody who's like having this heavy feeling that they can't quite name. I'm pretty sure it's grief. Yes. And I'm glad that you're able to help me actually pinpoint this actual feeling that we're having because honestly, I was feeling it too. And I was like, what is this? I just feel just in a fog almost. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm glad to know that it is definitely grieving. And I Mm -hmm. definitely see it now, now that you explain it like that. So I'm just wondering, okay, so we're having this feeling. I, I know a lot of times we get a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, kind of suck it up, buttercup. Let's let's keep it moving, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So can you help us with processing these feelings and, you know, not getting stuck in them, but at least like, how can we deal with these feelings pretty much is what I'm wanting to know. Yeah, absolutely. One, so it's sometimes just naming it, right? Like, oh, this is grief, right? Because you wouldn't really affiliate grief with like worrying about um, germs or like potentially losing your job or, you know, having a, my, my daycare shut down. My kid is home with two working parents, right? So like our whole lives have been turned upside down. And so you wouldn't really attach grief to that necessarily, but it's also like a loss of control, right? That agency. And we're not like our brains haven't quite caught up with what's happened. I think this is like week three or two, depending on where you live for people who are being quarantined or having to stay and work from home. So there's a bit of acceptance that hasn't quite happened, not for everybody. I think the whole country is like in different waves and stages of this because like this is week three for me, having been working from home once my daycare shut down. And so I've gotten a lot of practice accepting, right? Because what happens is our minds try to fight reality. Like, no, 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 this isn't happening. I can still get to the grocery store. I can like fill up the gas tank and not be worried about what I'm touching. And it's sort of hard to get our minds with the reality, just like grief. When we lose somebody, right? Our brains, part of the struggle is like accepting the new reality that that person is missing. Or like right now, it's like this freedom that we had has really been taken away for our own safety, at least. But still, it's a mourning process. It's also an acceptance process. And so probably another week or two, our minds will wrap our selves around ourselves <laughs> for lack of clarity there and we'll be open to how we can kind of exist in this space as it is without fighting that reality got it got it so I'm definitely seeing now that it's more of a process and some of us kind of get through it quicker than others and then for those of us that are, are a little bit slower in the process are there things that you suggest that that we do or just kind of you know let ourselves just go through the process in our own time it's a little bit of both because I want everyone to remember that they are in control of things a little bit, right? We can control our routines throughout our day. They might look different, right? That's the acceptance piece. But I still wake up around the same time. I get a little later sleep because I don't have to tra- like travel or transport anybody. And I still have to get up and walk my dog, right? So like our routines can stay sort of similar. We actually have a little more flexibility and potentially we've gained like between 45 minutes to an hour each way from our transportation and our travel to work. So you potentially have gained some time, even though you probably have to spend it with your kids now instead of, you know, like driving them and dropping them off or, you know, getting out of the house, but we can incorporate them into our mornings. So I'm trying to get my kid to work out with me. It's going okay, but she does see me and my husband moving a bit in the morning. So we had to adjust our morning routine, but we're still sticking with a routine. Like our bedtimes are still around the same time. 
my daughter's nap time is around the same time. And so our activities may have changed, the location has changed. Routine and structure are really important for kids and for adults. One of the big things for um, any like national crisis or a big natural disaster that I've supported is getting people into routines because it's so comforting, gives you a sense of control that you might have lost, right? When there was like Hurricane Sandy or any of the sort of national tragedies or, you know, like, yeah, Sandy or um, any of the hurricanes we've experienced, like in Florida, where you guys are, right? Like getting back to that routine, really, really important. Yes. Now you brought up a really good thing about routines, but I'm wondering if there's any other ways that we can kind of help manage or reduce the stress that is happening as a result of the pandemic. Absolutely. So what about I managing your feelings, right? So it's feeling your feelings. You might want to journal them. You might want to sit quietly and actually experience them and not stuff them down, right? That suck up buttercup thing. That's just a stuffing it down, compartmentalizing attitude. And that might be good short term, but that's not a long term strategy. That is a recipe for disaster and emotional overwhelm. So let the feelings happen. I've cried many, many times <laughs> over the last few weeks and that's okay. And you don't know where it's going to come from, right? Like I posted recently on Instagram that I went to a park with my daughter just to like get us out of the house and run around. And the whole like climbing thing was gated off with like this orange mesh, like it was under construction and it just broke my heart and I burst into tears. Not my general, you know, emotional... <laughs> experience but there it was and I let it happen and my kids saw probably I'm not sure she understood but it was just so sad that we couldn't even access like a thing in our neighborhood to get us moving because it's really important to move our bodies and so we're gonna have to have a lot of emotions and that's okay because the more you stuff them down the more they're just waiting and building up to later overwhelm you so allow the experience allow the emotions to happen Potentially, you can just breathe through that. You can be quiet. You can journal. You can any sort of quiet spiritual thing that you can do. You can sit in your car. Sometimes I scream in my car because that feels really nice. It doesn't bother anybody or alert anyone. <laughs> and you can just like let it out. Now, you brought up a couple of things as far as routines, feeling the feelings, breathing through. I know that for me especially routines has been like a really helpful thing but i'm wondering about people that have like other pre-existing anxiety disorders like ptsd or ocd are there things that they can do to kind of help with the stress and um the other feelings that they're feeling that's going on during this time yeah well what about like welcoming everyone to their own party right like people with anxiety have been doing this the whole time <laughs> for years and years i work with anxious clients and a lot of them have actually been saying that they're like excited to see everyone else sort of on their level so i wonder if there's some sort of like recognition and validation that's happening so there's maybe some humor there but also it's the same skills that apply right like we don't need to panic right that's where the toilet paper rush is happening. It's coming from a reactionary survival place that we don't really need to be doing. We don't need to hoard all of the supplies that other people probably need. What we need to do is thoughtfully and mindfully respond versus reacting. And again, it's the same skills for anxiety. It's breathing. It's questioning the worry thoughts in our mind, kind of figuring out slowly without reacting what we actually need to address. But it's also a good reminder that you're human because survival is a very human sort of animal 
traits, right? We work from this very instinctual part of our brain and the front part, the more evolved part gets overridden in survival, survival. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. I must react. I must react, right? Like that fight or flight is what's happening. Well, we don't need to be there because we're sheltering in place for a lot of most of us. If you have to go into work, there's going to be a different circumstance there. But we have to remember that we can still get way more done and actually be creative problem solvers when we're calm, working from a slow place where we've been breathing, we've been writing out our thoughts, we've been trying not to react, and we'll get to a solution much faster when we come from a calm Yes, I like that a lot. Rachel, you've given us a lot of really great tips and um, definitely some things that we can start to implement now. But I'm wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to share with us in regards to dealing with this really interesting time that we're in, especially as moms, if there is anything else that you just wanted to share with us before we um, wrap this one up. Yeah, absolutely. A couple more things. So boundary setting, I want to make sure we don't lose sight of that. And while there might be reasons to allow lower boundaries, right? We're in environments like, you know, I'm in my house with my dog, my husband and my daughter. Normally we were a lot of in and out and different routines and schedules. My husband used to travel for work. So, and we're working from home and a lot of people are worried about losing their jobs. So it's potentially an opportunity to be taken advantage of or not say no, even when you really want to. So I want to remind people that it's still okay to say no or not accept unfair, unhealthy, unsafe behaviors, right? Like my daughter is definitely feeling the confusion and the difference, but it's still not okay for her to throw a tantrum, right? I mean, it's okay, but that's not a behavior that is, is going to get her anywhere in the future. So we're still managing her behavior. Me too, right? I want to throw tantrums sometimes, but that's not helpful. It doesn't get me to a creative solution. So I just want to remind everybody to still continue to set boundaries, say no, or say yes to something that might make you uncomfortable, but you get to decide where those boundaries are. So don't lose sight of that. That's a really big one. Um, And just a reminder that we've been through uncertain times before, right? Like SARS happened, right? We had H1N1. There was the, um, what was the mosquito one? It was like we had triple or triple K or whatever, where mosquitoes were going to get us last year. And so we've been through the 2008 financial crisis. We've been through 9-11. We all survived Hurricane Sandy. There have been national times of uncertainty in the past, and we've come together and come through that. And so this is not the first or last majorly uncertain time that we are going to experience. So these are really great lessons to pull from and also plan for the future, but there will be uncertainty always that is part of life and being a human. Yes, definitely. And thank you for that reminder, because I think we we lose perspective when we forget about all the things that we have overcome and have accomplished. So I I like that a lot. So thank you, Rachel. You're so welcome. I hope, you know, everyone stays safe out there and please stay home if you can and please stay safe if you have to leave your home and try and keep their social distancing happening and remember to look out for each other. Yes. Now, Rachel, if moms are listening and they're like, hey, I need more of Rachel in my life. I want to connect with her. (laughs) Where can we find you? You could check out my website, groundedtherapist.com and find me on Instagram. I've done a lot of lives and I'll be doing a whole bunch more over the coming weeks. So at Grounded Therapist is my handle on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Rachel. I really, really appreciate it. Sure. And, you know, everyone reach out if you need some support. I tell you what. 
talking to Rachel is so beneficial because she puts everything into perspective and helps to make sense of some of the things that are going on, especially when it comes to our feelings. Now, if you are listening to this episode and you just want to go over a few more things that were mentioned, because Rachel did go through quite a bit, I want you to head over to realhappymom.com slash 74. And there you'll find the links in the show notes that were mentioned in this episode. And I hope that this episode has given you just a little bit of relief or at least let you understand things better. And let me know what you think. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say. Now that's it for this episode. I'll catch you on Tuesday for another one. And next week we'll be having another friend named Rachel come on and she is going to be sharing some ways that we can parent without all of the stress. So check me out next Tuesday and I will see you then. Take care with lots of love.